0: Good morning, everybody. This is the Feed to Embiid, Saturday, February second, twelve oh six p.m. We have a special guest today. Brandon Scoop B Robinson has blessed me with his presence on my on my podcast, the Feed to Embiid. Brandon, tell everybody how they can how they can get access to your work and and where they can follow you on social media.
1: Hey, Austin. First of all, thanks for having me, man. Um, you can subscribe to the Scoopy Radio podcast. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, tune in, tune in app or Stitch app or simply visit scoopbradio.com. 3.5 million streams last year, 2.5 million streams in 2017. You're making waves. I'm also the senior writer at Basketball Society and the host. Well, I said Scoopy Radio, but also I contribute to Heavy.com. So a lot of different ways to find me or simply visit uh, me on Twitter. Follow me at scoopb. That's the easiest way to find everything I have going on.
0: Absolutely. Now, Brandon, I, I'm. 22. I go to Villanova. Uh, you obviously went to Eastern University. I done I done my research on you. How did you get into the into this industry? I know that you started on radio at age 12, I believe, if that if that is accurate. And you have been involved with things ever since. How did you get into this insider reporter kind of industry? Where where because you know I'm, I'm I work for multiple sites. I'm I do a lot of podcasts. I'm I'm just breaking in.
1: Well, first and foremost, if you went to Villanova, we definitely both ordered from Campus Corner. So, hey, neighbor. Oh, my God,
0: man. That food is unbelievable. Late night, oof.
1: Campus Corner, pick up a delivery. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Eastern's there. Cabrini's across the street. Villanova's down the road. Valley Forge, King of Prussia, all that area. I I remember that area well. Um, I graduated in 2008. Um, from Eastern. Uh, to answer your question, we had this start at 12. Uh, I had a radio show with the Nets uh, then in New Jersey called Net Slamming Planet. Um, it was broadcast on uh, first 1660 AM Oz Radio, then later went to 620 AM. One-on-one sports, they're both no longer in existence, but we broadcast the first year from the Liberty Science Center in Jersey City, New Jersey, then went over to the Nets Practice Center uh, in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And really and truly, Uh, I believe that this was my purpose in life uh, to, number one, I love basketball. Um, And number two, um, I've always been a relationship guy. Um, And and I think that's so important. Um, And and for anyone listening, even if you're not into basketball, um, it's all about who you know, who knows you and who can vouch for you. Um, And I can really say um, my interest in basketball legitimately started. Uh, from two places. One, uh, my family ran and operated a sneaker store as well as a shoe store in Harlem on Hundred Twenty right. Fifth Street in Harlem. Uh and also, so a lot of times I would just be around athletes and celebrities and, you know, really just learn the fundamentals of just, you know, interacting with those people. I have pictures as a kid with Dominique Wilkins, Hakeem Olajuwon, um, more. And then on top of it, um, my uncle Billy introduced me to the game of basketball. Uh, he was commissioner of parks for uh, Riverbank State Park in Harlem. And um, wow. anybody, anybody that came out of uh, New York City um, uh Basically, they knew my Uncle Billy. That was kind of, I guess you could say, the cheat code. So, like, I had Kenny Jess Smith on the Scoopy Radio podcast. That interview went viral based upon me asking him a question about um – Basically, had Michael Jordan not retired, for those who were a little younger, Kenny Smith played for the Houston Rockets uh, with Hakeem Olajuwon right. and that won those two championships. And I asked him, had Michael Jordan not retired, uh, would the Chicago Bulls still have won those two championships? And he said, absolutely, we would have beat them. So, you know, my Uncle Billy was the cheat code, but more than anything, you know, I put in the work. Um, I, I'm, I'm 2019, and, um, you know, I've written at different places. The Source Magazine, I've been at CBS Radio. I had a podcast. I was a contributor to different you know networks. I don't want to read off my resume, but basically, what I'll just say is this: I put in the work. I've been consistent and developed good relationships with people, and people trust me. Um, I think a lot of times people think that just being in the media scrum gets you in the door. A lot of times, yeah, and that's not to, how it works. No, it's like going to parties. You know, it, it's, yep. it's it's being just kind with people and people being kind to you. You and I met by chance on Twitter. I didn't necessarily disagree with you, but here I am on the podcast now. It's all in how you finesse the situation. It's like the pick and no, roll. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And you know, I. I, I've, I've only been a part of this for a couple months. And what I can say is the people who are the best at it, they remain objective even when it's not in the favor of, of the organization that they root for. for sure. Like, you, like, like, you know, th- this was my mistake, but I, you know, I, 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 ret- I quote retweeted something that you said about Jimmy Butler. And, I, and obviously I, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, you know, a professional about it. And, you know, it, and I've, I've learned from that since, but what I've learned just observing you and observing other people is that, it is so hard and difficult to nail every single one. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. it, you know, there are so many rumors coming out every single day, and you have, to, you have to cipher through what's real and what's not real. And, you know, and people only want to hear about, only want to tell you about it when you're wrong. They'll never acknowledge it when you're right. So it, it's, it's a tough, it's a very tough industry.
1: I mean, but if you really think about it, it's really like, you know, people want what they want. They want to hear what they want to hear. And, I mean, this is yeah. the digital version of it. It's easy to call somebody fake news, um, But I'm going to tell you something. I really think that that fake news term um, comes from the person who's at the top. Whoever you voted for, if you voted for President Trump, um, whatever, I didn't. But what I'll say is this. Um, There is such a it starts at the top. So if you see people disrespecting each other on Twitter, it's a carry down because people emulate what they see. And I think that absolutely on on social media gotten a lot worse.
0: No, absolutely, and it's so much easier for people to go and hide behind behind their behind their keyboards and go on Instagram and troll on you know this, the, uh, the on the Saints uh, Instagram page. Like I was looking at that last week, and people were having a field day. People were having a field day on the Boston Celtics page. It's so much easier to just hide behind a, a computer and type things out that you never say in person. It really is. It's an issue. It's a social issue, but at the same time, it's promoted by the influencers of this country.
1: Sure. And again, I'm not trying to disrespect the president, but at the same time, yeah, no. respect is a respect is a two way street, and to whom much is given, that much is required. And so, you know, it's easy. I, I know Philadelphia, like we talked about, me having gone to Eastern, me taking classes at Community College downtown, and me working, you know, on Spring Garden, and and, and I and, I, and I, I know the pulse of, of Philly. I know how they are. I know what a John is. I know what a Bull is. I know what Yami is. <laughs> But the, here's the yep. thing: I, I know that Philadelphia fans are passionate about sports, and, and you got to kind of absolutely. Respect that. I, I respect that, but don't come for yep. me because I'm gonna come for you.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I know, I know. Um, so let's let's dive into some basketball. Yes. So I was in class the other day, uh, international finance, and all of a sudden my Twitter feed is blowing up because Christoph Sporzingis gets traded to the to, to the Mavericks on a package featuring Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr., and the Knicks get. Dennis Smith Jr. and Wesley, Wesley Matthews and DeAndre Jordan in return, were you shocked at how quickly that deal went down? And seeing as the return doesn't really look equal on paper because you have a, a guy like President who could be a franchise player for Dennis Smith Jr., who largely is sort of an unknown still, um, what do you think this says about the Knicks' plans in terms of their future in the coming months?
1: Well, to your first question about the Porzingis trade, um, I had actually had parts of that trade um, on January 16th. The only thing that changed was the fact that Porzingis was part of it. Um, yeah. The, the Dennis Smith uh, trade initially, the way it was discussed was Dennis Smith Jr., um, uh, Wesley Matthews in exchange for, right. on, the, on the Knicks side, uh, Frank Nielakina, uh as yep. well as uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., and... Um, La 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 la. I haven't had my afternoon coffee yet. Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, don't worry about and, it. And somebody else. But basically, that trade was, was something that um, was discussed a while back because the Knicks had buyer's remorse about drafting Neil Akina instead of Dennis Smith. Uh, but yeah. really and truly, it was a situation where you know the the. The uh, Mavericks were trying to get rid of that headache with the with with Dennis Smith and you know the quarreling that took place between Smith and and Luka Doncic who was you know a borderline all star right now. Uh, as yeah. far as Kristaps Perzingis, I can tell you that um, he felt stifled within the Knicks. I can tell you that it's plausible that he won't play this season, but we'll see. Um, Tim McMillan yeah. of ESPN reported that uh, I think yesterday, but. I think that the Knicks are definitely combining salary dumps mixed with a yeah. building long term. I do think that um, Dennis Smith Jr. can can really shine in New York City. Um, yeah, absolutely. A guy that, that can put on a, a highlight reel of dunks. Um, he may have to shift to the two cause I can see Moutier and, 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 uh, Frankie Nielakina kind of doing a timeshare. Uh, but I think that the Dallas Mavericks are, are, are simply building for the future. And I think that they've done that and they're building yeah. post Dirk Nowitzki era. Um, as far as the right. Knicks are going, they're trying to create a lot of cap space. They can legitimately sign two, uh, all-stars, um, I think they're trying to be the better team in New York. I think the Brooklyn Nets are the better team um, oh, yeah. currently. But at the same time, um, New York is still New York.
0: Yeah. The Knicks own that market. Yeah. Um, so let's say they, they, you know, I'm assuming they're looking at Jimmy Butler, they're looking at Kevin Durant, Kyrie, AD two, two, two summers down the road. If they fail to get at least one of these big free agents, Will people lose their jobs in that organization
1: in the next year? You said or the next two?
0: If if they walk away with with you know with having struck out on all these big names these, these big five names that are sort of cycling in and out, um, you know, I guess I guess down the road it will be two two summers from now if, if they look back and there's nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. Think, I'm assuming some. I, I I'm assuming they lose their jobs. I
1: think Scott Perry and um, David Fisdale – Um, and others within that organization have to take the slow route. I think us being East Coasters, number one, we want the microwave product rather than the slow-cooked meal, which in all actuality would be better. Um, I I think when you look back on it, it's frustrating. But, I mean, if I really want to be honest, as a kid who grew up watching the New York Knicks, uh, the Knicks haven't really had any consistency since the 90s, unless you count them losing to the Indiana Pacers in the 2013 semifinals. Um, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks have been struggling. And I think more than anything, I think you have to take your time. I think that the Knicks can sell New York City. Uh, and I think even in spite of the fact that, you know, Carmelo Anthony uh, left and he didn't have a good relationship with Phil Jackson, it seems like the mission of Phil Jackson kind of failed. Porzingis yeah. was the guy that he drafted and he was entertaining a little bit, but he's gone. You know, Neil Aquina is a byproduct of him. Um, I think that the Knicks really had to take the slow route. When you look at Carmelo, pre-Carmelo Anthony, the Knicks had a young team that could have been successful. I had yep. um, I had Danilo Gallinari on the Scoopy Radio podcast, and I asked him, hey, do you ever, like, look back on, you know, the, the possibility of what the Knicks could have been? He said, yeah, you know, me, Ray Felton, and Amari talk about that all the time, Amari Stoudemire. You know, the Knicks could have really have been something special had they been a little bit more patient. They literally gave up the whole kitchen sink just to bring Carmelo Anthony in, and I like yeah. Carmelo Anthony a lot. Uh, but I think there's a similar situation with Carmelo Anthony with the Knicks as it is to Anthony Davis right now. You're you you mm-hmm. you're patient and you give up so much. You could wait the next year. But for, for the Lakers, it's a little different because they're trying to build around LeBron and get a couple championships in L.A. With the Knicks, there was no pressure to get a championship, and, you know, it failed them. So I think when you look at yeah. the free agency pool for the Knicks— I mean, if you're trying to bring in KD, or you're trying to bring in, you know, uh, a Kyrie, and also you see a chance for Zion Williamson to get drafted, although I think RJ Barrett is the better pick. You know, you got to strike while the am mm. hot.
0: Right, but to answer the question, so if if do you think do you, do you think that people in that in that office would that front office would lose their jobs if if this if they all come away with just not with just a pick to show for it?
1: I don't think they'll lose their jobs, but I think the pressure will be on. I, I don't like to talk about losing jobs too much. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. I think the window was about a three to, I think the window for the Knicks is about a three year, three and a half year project.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So obviously there, that was, what were you going to say?
1: No, go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. No problem. So that was just, the, that was just the one of the, uh, the big trade, uh, scenarios that happened this week. Yeah. Obviously on Monday, Anthony Davis, uh released a statement via his agent rich paul that he wanted to be out of new orleans um with 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 that um where where do you think the lakers package stands right now that they've offered for anthony davis i know that it came out last night that they've offered a variety of packages uh, the Lance Stevenson's been at the center of some Rajon Rondo has been at the center of others
1: you know where, where do you
0: think that they stand right now i
1: don't like that Rajon Rondo and Lance Stevenson package i think it's a bit insulting yeah. actually oh yeah um oh yeah and i and i'll tell you what you get more flies with honey than you do with vinegar um when you look at the situation like that i, I legitimately do think um that they should really try to get another team involved um and yeah. you know I, i've gone on record last month uh, and, and basically said, uh, that the Orlando magic would be a, 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 prime, um, time real estate, uh, to make that happen. I wrote over at heavy.com where I'm a contributor. Um, that there, that basically uh, there are a multitude of, of trade scenarios that the Lakers actually have on a board. And one of those trade yeah. scenarios, I know for a fact, um, in summation is a, a, a situation where Lonzo ball, Brandon Ingram would be involved, um, as well as the expiring contract of Contavius Caldwell-Pope, who's owed twelve million dollars um, this year, and it goes off the books after the end of the season. And basically, it would be a situation where Orlando could come in and uh, Nikola Vucevic, center over in Orlando, who's a free yep. agent, could come over to the Pelicans um, in exchange for that. And I believe the the way I wrote it up, it's been about a month, two months since I've written it, but I believe I said that Lonzo Ball could go to. Um, Orlando, Phoenix. Um, oh, yeah. And and Anthony Davis would would and Alfred Payton would be involved in the trade as well. I don't have it in front of me, but that's a three team trade that okay. would work. Um, I've also heard it in a situation where Zoo and I reported that in like November, December, Zubac could be involved, um, yep. as well as Brandon Ingram, uh, as well, um, and some other pieces as well. But there's a lot of different ways you can move it. I like the promise of, of Zubac. I think he played well in that Christmas game. That's when he really got my attention. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, the Lakers purposely signed a bunch of one year contract guys to prepare themselves for the summer of 2019. I don't really see yeah. Michael Beasley and, 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 um, Lance Stevenson really wetting anybody's palate. Um, uh, I, I think that, you know, the, pro, the, the prowess of Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, um, a, as well as Alonzo Ball is what people want. The Phoenix Suns are also another option as well in a three team trade.
0: Right. Right. So you kind of answered this question already, then. But are there any dark horse teams that you could see getting involved here?
1: Um, the only ones that I that I have from uh, my league source um, on this particular issue is uh, the Phoenix Suns and the Orlando Magic as a third team, uh, with the Los okay. Angeles Lakers and the, and the uh, New Orleans Pelicans.
0: Okay. So we're nearing the deadline. It's a week. It's about a week away, um, and it always feels like there's maybe one big move that happens where you're sitting there wondering where it came from. And I guess it already happened in the form of Kristaps Porzingis possibly, but are there any blockbuster deals that you could see happening that would surprise the public? Maybe names like Kemba or Blake Griffin being moved.
1: I think that the that Charlotte Hornets are legitimately trying to maintain Kemba Walker. I reported uh, last week um, that the f- – Uh, Charlotte Hornets and the Detroit Pistons, I did speak about Andre Drummond, um, uh, who at the center position or power forward position, those positions are one and the same these days, but uh, could legitimately uh, help uh, Kimba and the Hornets in in their playoff chase. Uh, I I think that Kimball Walker and the Charlotte Hornets are are probably going to stick around for a little while because I think Michael Jordan wants to retain him and he's having a heck of a year in Charlotte this year. Um, I I think what you're going to see uh, during um, the the trade deadline is a lot of smaller deals. Um, You're going to see certain things like teams interested in maybe Zach Randolph's contract. Uh, mm-hmm. Comes off the books out in Sacramento. Sacramento. Sacramento has a youth movement going on right now, and he's in the last year of a, of a deal that he signed uh, a while back. Uh, I, I think you're going to see smaller, smaller, smaller deals like Jeremy Lynn. I know the Orlando Magic, who need a second point guard, are interested in him. I also know that the Sacramento Kings have been interested in him, and Atlanta Hawks want to make some things happen. I know that um, Kit Bazemore, Jeremy Lin's uh, teammate in the, with the Atlanta Hawks, uh, has yep. been has been talked about. I know the Pelicans um, are interested in Bazemore um for sure um so you're going to see a lot of smaller deals uh, and i think that the this year is a little bit more heightened right now just because of just so much stuff going on for the expectation of the summer 2019 and then you know i reported Drew Holiday uh there is a there is a want uh for the Philadelphia 76ers to to nab at Drew Holiday um in a, in a potential trade uh that would would send Markel Fultz uh and some other pieces yeah. uh to um, the Pelicans to the Pelicans, yeah. yeah. And I know that the Hornets are interested in Drew Holiday as well. So you know, there's a lot right. of different things that are that are taking place behind the scenes. A lot of smoke screens that yeah. agents and players tell reporters. So you gotta kind of like vet a lot of it. But 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 that's what I'm yeah, no,
0: absolutely, that. yeah. With uh with with baseball spring training almost underway and the two biggest names in the market still out there there's a lot of that going around in that industry on the other side um with smoke screens and and all uh now seeing as this is a sixers themed podcast and we haven't discussed them at all obviously you 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 gave me a pretty good segue to move on to the sixers um now in, in one of the messages where i pestered you with 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 uh dms Recently. Um, And again, I apologize for that.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm I'm sorry. I couldn't answer them.
0: No, 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 no. Of course. Of course. Um, I I do think that that's an interesting offer with, with Mark Helfold, Zaire Smith, Wilson Chandler, and, and I think picks for Drew Holiday. How likely would you say that the Sixers package for Drew Holiday is to be able to, Get the Pelicans interested.
1: I think it's 50-50 because I think it depends on what the Lakers and the Pelicans are doing by the trade deadline on Thursday, right? Um, and I think that that's the I think that that's the issue. I mean, even from a perspective of uh, I tweeted uh, on Friday a, a scenario where the Brooklyn Nets have um, have interest in Anthony Davis as well, um, and I know that I spoke with someone yesterday who told me that you know there's a potential package that could be sent. Or let me take a step back. I want to word it carefully because people hang on my every word. There, is, yep. there is a offer that the Brooklyn Nets have in place uh, that would propose um, sending D'Angelo Russell uh, and and other pieces, Jared Allen as well. I think it was Allen Crabb and maybe a pick and something else. I tweeted it yesterday. I've had like four hours of sleep, um, but it is in an yeah. for Anthony Davis. Um, and, and so I think that the first domino is 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 what. Um, New Orleans is going to do um, right, and I think Drew Holiday is a is a is a second. I won't even say a close second. It, it's 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 he's not the priority, but yeah, I think one thing about Drew Holiday is he did enjoy his time in Philadelphia, and I know that his relationship with Elton Brand is still strong. Those guys were teammates uh, during the Collins era in right. Philadelphia, and um, I know that that is something he would love to do, and I know that's something that would definitely deeply benefit. Uh, the Sixers, uh, obviously a yeah. double guard um, that can run an offense. Uh, it is Drew, It is uh, Ben Simmons' offense, so those guys got to work that out, but I think it's a, a viable option uh, if, if he does come to the city of brotherly love.
0: No, absolutely. Um, are there any other names that you're hearing that Elton Brand and, and Brett Brown have their eyes on?
1: Um, I know that the um, Sixers uh, have received some interest uh, and trade talks for Markel Fultz. Um, obviously, Markel Fultz has the TOS uh, syndrome. Yeah. Has, has sat- we know all about that here. Yeah. And um, I know that that situation is is a situation that he and his agent, Raymond Brothers, his agent slash uh, uh, lawyer, Raymond Brothers, have kind of um, been trying to work out. He went through a series of tests in Manhattan. And um, it, it seems like he and the Sixers are, have, been, have kind of um, parted ways, even if not officially. And, right. and yes, yeah, so I, I think that that intrigue by Pat Riley is something that is is there. But I do know that, the, I know that the Heat are interested in Markel Fultz.
0: Right. Um, so where do you where do you think the Sixers stand now? And where do you think that with maybe the addition of, as you mentioned on 97.5 this morning, maybe bring in Wes Matthews or any kind of other buyout candidate? Um, where do you think that they would stand after those moves, because they're you know they're they're riding high off of the win over Golden State the other night, they're thirty four and eighteen, mm-hmm. and it feels like maybe they're they're figuring this thing out a little bit. Where do you think they stand right now? And
1: they, they're still figuring it out because um the Jimmy Butler situation is still new. You know when he said he sat yeah. out yeah. a little bit for with, with injury, but he'll be all right. Um, one thing I like about that Jimmy Butler move is that his assists have gone up and his scoring has gone down because you got to feed the ball to Joel Embiid. I love going to Sixers games, by the way, and the announcer goes "B, B,
0: oh, Yeah, <laughs> now he is he is the love of the city's life. I of think, course. of course, absolutely,
1: and I mean, but as it relates to the Sixers, I, I think there's still work to do. Um, you're still in a, a competitive Eastern Conference where the top tier teams are Milwaukee and the Toronto Raptors and uh realistically speaking the toronto raptors could really be the first non-us team to win an nba championship that's kind of crazy
0: right it's crazy that is absolutely crazy
1: um, and I, I think that the sixers have young talent and um you really and truly got to go out and, and and try to get the best to 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 help so you know i did say oh 97 97.5 the fanatic uh, this morning um that it is a chance that if Jamal Crawford is bought out by the Phoenix Suns, he could find his way into Philadelphia. Uh, one of the things that, that pre- prevented him from doing so uh, was the contract of Jared Bayless. Uh, yeah. And I, I said this on 97.5, the fanatic that, you know, Jared Bayless, um, his trainer was friends with Jerry Colangelo. Right. or um, well, not Jerry right. Colangelo. It's the other Colangelo, right?
0: Brian, oh, Michael, Brian, I'm Calangelo. sorry.
1: Yeah. Um, no problem. he's a friend with Brian Colangelo. Um uh, they have Arizona ties and, 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 um, Bayless is from Arizona. And that was the contract that prevented Crawford, uh, from going there because, um, they didn't want to overspend. And then, you know, Jamal Crawford is heavily connected to, um, Elton brand. They were teammates with the Chicago right. early in it. In right. Um, so, you know, there's a, there is an Elton brand tie to, uh, Jamal Crawford as well as, uh, uh, drew holiday. And, what I also like to add before I go back to you is I legitimately like um, the move of getting Elton Brand, um, and I think that Elton. Oh, I love that Elton Brand is everything that Malik Rose was supposed to be in Philadelphia.
0: Yep, yep,
1: and absolutely. I just think that you know sometimes you can't work where you grew up, right? You know, and Elton Brand, you know, right? Because Malik went to, to Overbrook and you know played for the Sixers, went to Drexel as well, and did radio or TV. So, yeah. But I think with Elton, Elton was a definitely good replacement. And, and for the season so far, I gave him out a B plus B minus, particularly because of how he executed quietly uh, and acquiring uh, 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 Jimmy Butler.
0: No, absolutely. And I, you know, I, when I, when I, I remember I was in the gym, in my apartment complex, when I, when I saw that broke, that, that news break that they hired out in brand. And my first thought was you look around the league and there are so many, there's a movement where these guys don't want to, these players don't want to come and work for necessarily a guy who hasn't ever played the game in the league himself and doesn't understand what it's you know doesn't understand that grind what it's like and this movement there's um, there's you know you look at you look at Mattie Johnson now the GM of the Lakers or the, the president of the Lakers and you look at uh, other organizations these the successful ones and the ones that attract free agents are the ones that have current uh, have former players running the show because they relate better to the to the product on the court
1: yeah I mean I think it was a good move and I, and I like yeah. the brand. Um, they usually say Duke guys have longevity in the NBA. So, you know, this is a Duke law school guy. Um, you know, just one of the best players in the NBA happened to be from North Carolina, but I don't think anybody holds that against us and Michael Jordan.
0: No, absolutely. A a few, a few, uh, small questions left for you. Uh, you said, you, you you don't, you don't bet, you don't bet dollars. So we'll we'll bet you a a tall glass of water here. (laughs) Um, glass of water. Where does Clay Thompson end up?
1: I think he stays in Golden State.
0: Okay. Okay. And um, Kyrie, where, where, where is he going to be a Celtic or is he going to be a Nick or a Laker or something else?
1: I think he's going to stay in Boston.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, now, we, we, can, we can surmise who's going to win the West, but who do you think wins the East?
1: If you ask me today, I would say Toronto. If you ask me after the traded deadline, I might have a different answer.
0: Um, okay,
1: I think that I also think, and I feel that Milwaukee is right on time. Um, I think the Milwaukee Bucks um, last year. I saw flashes of um, what could be, but I think now Giannis Antetokounmpo knows who the hell he is. Yeah, uh, sometimes it takes a while where your body matches your 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 mindset, and um, you also get some help. Uh, I like the George Hill uh, addition to. Um, the Bucks in exchange for uh, the point guard that went back to Cleveland. I can't think of his name right now. De- 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 it was Delvadova. Yeah. 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 I, I-, I like that move. Um, I also think that um, depending on what Philly does, it could happen. I-, I-, I feel like a lot of times in the NBA, people are enamored by what happens quickly and they don't look at the whole process of what happens for all 82 games of the season. Like, Right. You look at the, Absolutely. Like you, like a couple years ago, you look at within the last few years, you've had first place teams like the Hawks and the Celtics in the Eastern Conference run the Eastern Conference, and then the Cavs end up beating them in the in the conference finals at some point or the semis. Yep. Um, yep. And so you know, obviously Toronto's been you know they added Kawhi Leonard, they they have Danny Green, they have Serge Ibaka, they have Philly's own Kyle Lowry out of Cardinal Dougherty, but. um I still do think that it took a LeBron James to leave the Eastern Conference for Toronto to get a little bit of confidence. That's great. But Philly has the talent. They're just a little young, but that doesn't mean mean anything.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Last question for you before I let you go. Uh, The Super Bowl is this weekend. Who's winning the Super Bowl?
1: Um, I like Tom Brady, but I can't sleep on an underdog. And I think that the Rams, um, everybody was talking about the Saints, but the Rams, they did what they needed to do. And um I'm 50 50 because none of my teams that I grew up watching or or, or am, have a were a fan of growing up are in it so I like Tom Brady he's a winner um but people like Tom Brady last year and the Eagles showed out and performed um yeah I'm gonna go with the Patriots but I think it's gonna be a close one
0: yeah Brandon robbins and scooby everybody <clears throat> scoopy everybody uh Brandon thanks so much for joining the show. And uh, I look forward to, to reading your work and, and keeping and keeping uh, keep observing you. Thanks so much for your time.
1: Brother, keep doing your thing, and I look forward to keep listening to you and reading. And you're, you're a friend of mine, man. You're, you you come from the mainline education on on uh, an undergrad, so we, we're all good.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Scoopy, everybody. See you, Scoop. All right,
1: Man. I'll talk to you.
0: Catch you.